Today, in one of my favorite episodes, Suzanne and I are gonna dig into the concept of abundance versus scarcity mentality. This is so crucial to any business and a life well-lived. We look forward to listening to this episode of All on the Table. Hello, everybody. Welcome, and thank you for joining us with All on the Table, the business of massage. My name is Vince Williams, and I am the resident business guy around here. And with me today, as always, is... Suzanne Reynolds. I've been a licensed massage therapist for almost 24 years now. And the two of us combine our massage expertise and business expertise to help you kind of form a practice that takes you where you want to go. And today, um, before we get started, Suzanne, I just want to say congratulations to you and to us because uh, the podcast is going well. We've done two months worth so far. We have a couple of episodes that have crossed the the 100 listener line, and it looks like people are getting something out of the content. So you've heard some feedback as well, right? I'm so thrilled. I've had... Anybody that I've talked to are really enjoying the information that's coming out and they're becoming, you know, listeners on a regular basis. And I, I'm flattered. This was uh, a a fun idea. You and I have spent a lot of time talking back and forth about uh, just the business of massage and realizing that your experience in the field and my experience from the, the business and consulting side is just something that you and I both get questions from therapists and they're they're different and sometimes the same and we answer them different, sometimes the same. So it just kind of made sense to start putting this together. I'd listen to a number of podcasts. There's some really good ones out there, but all of them have come from an angle, I think, of somebody who maybe has been successful in the massage industry and there's so much value to that. But I was hoping yeah. that maybe my experience, which is uniquely different and also a believer and lover in the craft of massage without actually being a therapist uh, added some value to the conversation. And so thank you though, because I think the the team of you and I doing this together is is what's going to really kind of click and hopefully people can grab something and walk away with something of value. Right. Yeah. That's what we need. Yeah. It's It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so today, uh, we're talking about something that I know you and I've talked about before, uh, we, and, uh, we've seen, uh, and for me, it's been in more arenas than massage, although I see it in that arena quite a bit, right. um, but it's that idea of abundance versus scarcity and the idea of once you start your own practice, what that looks like and just what that mentality does to your life and to your business to your relationships. There's so much that can go on with this. Uh, let's let's dive in here. Okay. Uh, how have you seen abundance and scarcity play out in a massage practice? Well, in as an instructor, we talk about scarcity and abundance. It's it's interesting because when I went into massage, I didn't think because my husband, I had a dual income, so I got to really focus on the craft more so. But once I became, he retired and I became helping with the household, I realized I had to step it up. And my hardest thinking, or what I always thought was, we don't have enough, we need more, which is considered scarcity thinking. Yes. But as I started embracing what I do and also instructing, I bring it up with students because there has to be an understanding that your relationship with money and how you work go hand in hand. If you don't like what you do, the money doesn't come. (laughs) 
Yeah. So that's, that, that attitude right there is all a part of scarcity. But I found out, I was telling Vince earlier, that I heard from, no, I didn't hear from Deepak Chopra, but he has a meditation that was presented to me in school uh, when I went to school 20 some odd years ago. And it was a, a meditation and it was phenomenal. It was abundance A through Z. And it really changed my mind about how I think about money and my relationship and what a necessary means it is. Um, it's an exchange of, I look at it this way, as an exchange of energy. It's you give, the person gives you something back. That's just whether it's an boy or whether, you know, it's what they're paying you. So it, again, we, we just have this cycle that um, I, I really feel that people really need to kind of embrace. I'm not going to get rich off of it, but I definitely, you know, know how to handle my finances now because of thinking about there's so much in the world to give back and there's billions of dollars in the world. And um, I teach it and I try to get the students to understand because a lot of times it's a new concept to them that scarcity, everybody can understand that because, you know, it's a, we always kind of dwell on what we want, not necessarily what we need. So our idea of success has a point in there as well. But again, scarcity is, you know, it just brings out the, I don't want to say the worst, but uh, a lot of massage therapists will burn themselves out because there's not enough. Well, we yeah. need to think that there is enough. Yeah, it's interesting because so scarcity, you know, the way I, I have it written is sort of scarcity is choosing to believe that when someone else offers the same services you do, uh, that that takes away from you, right? That if yeah. anything is, and, we, and you and I were talking about this sort of off mic about money and this belief that sort of if you have it, then someone else doesn't and vice versa. I don't think people realize first and foremost, how much money is out there. Um, and there's other things you can have scarcity mindset with, but let's just talk about it from the framework of money. There's so much out there that if you tomorrow um, well, uh, right now, uh, I don't know as of when this podcast airs, but right now the, the lottery is at, I believe 1.5 billion. It's the largest it's ever been. Um, as of tonight, and, yeah. yeah. And if somebody wins that, it's not going to change anything, uh, external, right? Like right. No, someone else is not going to be out of money. No one else is going to be broke because of that. Somebody can be given 1.5 billion and no one else loses anything in that equation. There's so much money out there that no matter how much you make, no matter how successful you are outside of the top tier of the five to 10 people that are at the upper highest echelon of money, everybody else which you're probably not going to be. None of us are going to be worth $200 billion probably by the end of our lifetimes. And that's okay. But if if you're not hitting that level, then your economic situation does not impact other people negatively. There is enough money to go around. So that's the first thought. Then you take that one step different and you look at it from a, a therapist standpoint, there is enough business to go around. And that's because the business isn't always being driven by just the number of 
people getting massage today or the number of appointments. If you looked at it like that, maybe in a particular community, let's take a small community, there's, you know, 50 people getting massage and they each get three appointments a year and it's 150 appointments and now you have to divide that between people. But that's not true because that community is going to be so much larger than those 50 people. The number of times that they get massage can change. There's so many variables in there. There's always business to be had. It's just that you have to look at your relationship to business differently. If you are a giver and if what you do is something that is healing and something that is is healthy and something that is positive in the community and for people, it will change the number of people that participate and utilize the service. And we've seen that with so many things. Everything like this just came to me. I don't know if this is a good analogy or not, but I, I think about like when you think of scarcity mentality. I think what it must have been like the first time Mr. Uh, Starbucks, which I know is not his name, uh, came out and said, hey, guys, I think we should make coffee $5 or something, you know, and they're like, no, no, everyone else sells coffee for like 32 cents a cup. You're crazy. There's no one that'll buy that. And today... That industry is off the charts and there's carts. It wasn't just Starbucks. Now it's 18 other vendors and little carts and booths and everything all selling $5 coffees because somebody understood that if you changed how people perceived coffee and the value of it, that it would build an audience and it would build those kinds of things. And so I do think that if somebody is looking at a massage practice and they're looking at it from the scarcity mentality, that what I've seen is, uh, and this is a phrase I use a lot in my consulting, but uh, desperation is a scent that that doesn't attract anybody. And so when you have a scarcity mentality, you Very get desperate <laughs> and, and people feel that and they smell that essentially, right? They just know you're like, oh, I need your business. Well, that doesn't feel like you want to heal me or help me or or be positive for me. It sounds like you want me to just give you money. Well, that's what I'm thinking about right now, right? The same way when you stop receiving air, right? You can be in a, if, if you suffer claustrophobia or something like that, you can be in a small space that might have endless amounts of air. But suddenly that scarcity mentality of air starts to come and you start to think there's nothing. (laughs) And it's all you can think about. I've seen people, I don't suffer that myself. I have my own fears, but but that one, um, I've seen other people kind of suffer and you realize like they don't want to talk about anything else or think about anything else. That's where they're at. And that's the same thing that happens. If you think that there's a scarcity of money or of clients or of those things, then you're going to be so focused on that. You can't focus on all those things you just talked about, Suzanne, all those positive aspects that you can bring to the table and bring to your clients as a massage therapist, right? Absolutely. We have to definitely change that attitude. You know, Susie Orman once said that, you know, uh, our that's the big thing is changing our attitude and relationship with money and not feeling that there's not enough out there. There's an, And it causes things like competition. It causes things like burnout. Um, it causes, it's, it's just kind of that, I don't want to say it's completely negative because we have to have that sense, you know, again, for survival in our basic needs. And that's what scarcity thinking is. Yeah. You it know, takes us down to that kind of root survival. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do I have a roof over my head? Can I pay the rent? Can I pay the mortgage? Can I get food in my house? Things like that. And yeah, it gets panicky sometimes. But most of the time, if you take a couple deep breaths and go, hey, wait a minute, you know what? I'm just going to kind of let my higher power or the universe take over 
and have to have trust in it. And that trust has to be deep though. Yeah. Yeah. Money is one of those things that's needed for life. So a lot of, um, I know I used to be that way, just constantly going, there's not enough. There's not enough. There's not, even when there was plenty, it's still that way of thinking. And then you, that's how your life becomes that momentum. You're in that panic. I need more. I need more. I need more. I need more. But also, it comes down to the definition of what do you think success is? Um, well, and some of that, you know, it's just really, you're right. It's it's a relationship with money and what its service is for us. And I think like air or anything, you know, you kind of get into that position where it becomes the all-encompassing. And that makes sense because, you know, it is scary when you don't have it. Um, there's some real things to it. But what we're talking about here is is the hard part of that psychology is that it, it becomes self-fulfilling in so many ways. And when you right. start a business, you have to know that you have uh, the ability to succeed in that business uh, so that you don't have that sense of desperation. You don't, right. you won't make decisions that are short-sighted. And, you know, we've talked about some of those before things like some of the, the coupon or group. Uh, I was just of, thinking uh, that. Of deals thinking where, that you know, you're like, Oh, I can get some money now. But what you realize is how short-sighted it can be because you you've created a scenario where there really isn't enough because one thing that is scarce in your life comparatively is time. So yeah. once you, once you use up all that time by devaluing yourself and giving yourself away for a lower cost, costs, you don't have the time to go generate the revenue that you should be making. And, right. and it becomes limited. The, the the physical nature of your body, there's some there's some realities there. You can take really good care of yourself, but you should only do massage so much, even with good technique. There's just a certain amount of wear and tear on the body. There is some limitations there. I promise you the limitations on time and on your body and those kinds of things are substantially higher than the limitations on, on money. Um, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to move that needle in your life, uh, by most measures. So right. what I want to do is I want to see if we can use some numbers here that I'm, I'm looking at and some things that okay, you, probably, great. um, because I think sometimes it, it might be facts only help so much. We can't fix everyone's psychology on the show, not in a 25 no. minute episode. That's not going to happen. Way but the reality is sometimes anyway. <laughs> if you're afraid of flying, sometimes knowing the numbers helps a little. And yeah. so I think in this situation with the scarcity piece, maybe if we can look at some numbers here, it could be it can be useful and we can talk through some scenarios. So you had mentioned, I asked you off, off mic, um, if you had seen some numbers and you had mentioned two numbers that you had seen for the number of people who get massage regularly, I believe was, was right, the, yeah, the numbers you had. And, and what were the industry there. numbers that you shared? Uh, I, I, well, a while ago it was 6% and I think it's doubled. Okay. Um, to, to about 12%. Not everybody's getting massage, but uh, it's raising because of the awareness of what massage does to the body. So about that, and you got to think that in mass population of like the uh, national, yeah, uh, it, it's considered a national percentage, not just, you know, Washington or Oregon or California. It's all throughout the states because it comes down to can people afford it? I know there's many massage therapists out there, but knowing a lot of people don't know about what we can actually do to help the body. Yeah. So, yeah, I read somewhere it was about at this point, 12 percent of people are getting massaged these days. Well, so there's some there's lots of good news in there already. Right. And this is just me. I'm an abundance guy. But but we went from six percent to 12 percent. So the audience size just doubled. 
Right. So all of a sudden, um, the number of massage therapists probably hasn't doubled in that same amount of time. That means that there are more people out there needing massage than than previously. And right. you and I know this to be true. We're seeing it out in the industry. There's there's desperation from the the level of some of the hiring agencies and people that hire massage yeah. therapists. There's there's a lot there's a lot of need out there. Um, so it's it's a great time to be in the massage game, both as an employee or as uh, you know an independent. But let's look at this a different way. Not only has it gone from six percent to twelve percent, which is pretty cool because that's doubled your audience. Right. But that means that there is 88% sitting out there that um, still do not get massage on a regular basis. Yeah. Some of that is limitations. There are certainly financial limitations. There's other types of things. But there's also just lack of awareness, lack of understanding of the value, all of okay. those things that are changing because the industry is changing. But you as a massage therapist, you as an independent practitioner have influence to change that as well with your community, oh, yeah. with your family, with your friends, with your members, getting away from maybe just the once a year relaxation kind of treatments. So that's another thing. I, I see an, I've seen a number that says about 50% of people get massage once a year, but that's once yeah. a year. So it's like a gift. It's a, yeah. hey, you know, so now Happy how do you birthday. take- Merry Christmas. Yep. How do you take that person and have them understand the value of massage as more than just a, a treatment, a fun thing, you know, right. uh, you know, uh, something that that is just uh, a, a perk. Uh, how do you see it as invaluable the way I see massage? Right. right. Um, you and I've talked about I, I spend a considerable amount on massage on a regular basis because it's a part of my healthcare regimen. It's certainly not just because I just think that I should give everybody money. It's because I understand the value of it in my life. And it supersedes the value of other things because everything about money is an exchange, right? Everyone has a limited amount to some degree. And that means that you have to decide, do I spend it on this or do I spend it on that? And for me, because I see the value... Right. Because I understand what it can do for my long-term well-being and health. It helped me fix some major ailments that I had. It continues right. to kind of repair me as I break myself down, as I get older and do some things that I <laughs> see the, the value in it. And so that's really positive. Let's talk about some other facts. 18%. So when we talk about people who, who get massage, we talk about the money situation. Right. Um, there are, it's true. And then there's insurances and some people take it and some people don't, but right. only 18% of the people who are getting massage out there, 18% uh, are in that under 50,000 income area. So, right. so when I say there's, there's upwards of 50% total, um, this is still just once a year. Um, then only 18% are coming from that area. So there's not a lot of people in that range that are getting massage. And it may be that they can't get it as regularly as somebody who has more income. Yeah. They still could get it more than they are, but there's that range. But then you have 50 to 100,000, which starts putting you into the median income levels in the US currently right now um, for a family. Um, right. And that's 28% of those people are doing it. But then check this out. If somebody makes 100,000 plus a year, 43% of them are getting massage. So the issue is that if they have more money, the money's not the barrier anymore, but there's so many other things that they still don't understand about massage. Right. So if you're wondering if there's more clients out there, there are clients out there and there are clients that have money that don't care how much you charge. That's yep. the problem. The issue is they don't understand why it's good for them. Do you know what billionaires spend their money on besides rocket ships? <laughs> um, I read articles all the time and they are fascinated with longevity, right? All When you have money, all you want to do is live longer and better. Right. And 
I'm convinced that one thing you can do to live longer and better is get regular body treatment, regular massage. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying go try and specialize in billionaires. That's an interesting market. But that means that there are people out there with money that if they understand how it benefits them in the long run, they will be happy to exchange that for a little extra feeling good for a little extra being healthier, mentally healthier, physically healthier. The data's off the charts. Massage is good for people. You know it, I know it, and our listeners know it because that's what they do. But not everyone out there knows it. So when you have scarcity mentality, you assume that the pie is a size. And what I'm trying to tell everybody based on this data is that you can go create a whole other pie that's just yours in your community that nobody is even talking to or touching on. And that way you do that is you focus on the benefits and you focus on the specifics of massage and don't just hold up a sign that says I do massage and walk down the street because that's everywhere. But if you say I help with anxiety and depression, well, that's interesting. I help with these physical ailments. That's interesting. I help you feel better. That's interesting. So it's targeting what you can do for people because when you stay in that mentality, you attract people. You're attracting people because you're caring about them. You're thinking, I actually can help you improve that about your life. I can make your life better, right? Versus scarcity mentality, which just says, hey, do you have 50 bucks on you right now? Because I could really use it, right? Nobody likes that feeling. Nobody wants to be sold (laughs) or taken, right? I remember being in Hawaii and there we, I used, I do, I love events. So I did a lot of events in Hawaii and I did an event with a, with an individual and they were pretty, he was interested because he's like, well, you're getting people on your chair, but I'm not getting any people uh, on my chair. And I said, well, if you stop treating it like a shoe, shoe sale. Yeah then you know and you're showing actually you know compassion and caring towards the individuals they're more likely to get in your chair than not if your concern is the money that's getting in your chair then that's all you're going to see are dollar amounts and then it becomes a problem but once you step out and you know somebody's being bothered you're doing chair massage they walk away for one they believe they now believe in massage and number two, it's their opportunity to let them know what it can do for them in the long run. And you have that discussion. You don't just go get on my chair. Okay, I'm going to push you back. Okay, get out of here. It's a it's a camaraderie. It's it's building rapport with clients, and it's collaborative. It's collaborative. Um, that's where abundance comes from: is the ability to share with others, and not kind of hoard it all for yourself <laughs> and if you ever go this that's great that you do events because i think that's a really great place if you ever want to know if the difference in just mentality can make a difference you can go to any events uh, as somebody in the business world i've gone to so many different events and been vendors and and expos and all those things and it's always interesting there's always people that do somewhat similar thing booths um, I go to my wife's shows a lot. She does wedding shows. And as a photographer, there's always 50 photographers. Well, okay, that's interesting. Right. There's probably five or six photographers there. There's five or six cake people. There's only so many things in that world that can show up to these types of events. And you'll right. see, though, one is more popular than another. And it is almost, in my opinion, never about like like the cake. It's not the cake because nobody's even tried the cake most of the time, by the time they're standing right. there, they're waiting to try it. Second of all, 
cake is good. Generally, if you do that for a living, you probably make good cake. Everyone makes good cake. <laughs> um, so it's not that. It's something about them. It's their energy. It's a. It's about their persona. It's about their attitude. All of those things impact. And if you're just yeah. sort of sulking in it, then you're you're just you're going to be like, well, no one ever works with me, right? You start getting that sort of like negative spiral, and it's yeah. easy to do. I'm not judging anyone. I've had it in my own career. I've seen it. I'm sure you've had it as well, Suzanne. It's yeah. easy to let those voices come in, but what we're talking about here is kind of changing that mentality. So if uh, there's a couple things that I I had thought about, the first one is if you notice that you are getting jealous or if you think someone else's success impacts your success <laughs> and just be aware you're living in scarcity mentality that mentality yeah. um, is is now prevalent and it is impacting your business whether you can see it or not so i think if you sense that if you see that you need to step back and kind of figure out where that's coming right. from right and it could be a change in what's happened in your life it could be you know just a bad week at the office and and now you know you 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 it happens right? right but it's a good telltale to go oh maybe i need to i need to be grateful this week i need to focus on that that's another one gratitude is a general rule i think oh, focus on gratitude will really help people avoid scarcity Yes. Yeah. It's a different mindset with massage to me. It's a, again, I've always, I, I'm grateful for who's on my table because they appreciate what I do. So it's this, it's this collaboration this back and forth. And that's a part of abundance building, building and yeah, taking a step back at your business and going, um, maybe I need to, you know, change some things is okay. Cause change is growth. Growth is good and growth leads to abundance. That's yeah. the way I've always seen it. No, I think that's a great formula. And I, I think that's that's spot on. Um, you know, the other thing, and I know this can happen to a lot of people too, as we talk through things every week, we talk about different ways to improve your business and change things about your massage business. And one of the things is you can get into a negative cycle of time as well, where you're like, well, I wish I would have changed this five years ago. I wish I would have done this eight right. years ago. And um, so the problem then becomes you're sort of almost paralyzed because you're like, I wish I could do these things, but I can't do these things because I, I didn't do them back when. And there's a Chinese proverb that um, I had, uh, somebody said to me the other day, and I just thought it was great. Um, and they said, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. Yeah. But the second best time to plant one is now. So right. even if you didn't do it five years ago, do it today. Make the changes yeah. now. Change those things about yourself now. It's going to affect your business in a month, two months, six months, and a year, and two years from now. You don't oh, yeah. want to be looking and going, oh, I wish I would have two years from now again, looking backwards, right? right? So it's that living in the moment of just gratitude. It's living in the moment of change and and that leading to growth and leading to abundance, just like you said, and Absolutely. staying positive throughout the process. If you work at a spa or if you work at a clinic, having abundance mentality will still pay off. Uh, if you are an independent, though, it is vital if you work for yourself. Oh, absolutely. And I want to give one last fact before we we close, and that is where people go to get massage. So um, 42, the highest number, 42% get massage at spas. Nothing wrong with that, but it does share a little bit of the mentality people may have when they're looking for massage at that point. It's, that's that's that an audience. Luxury. That's an audience that may not understand the full uh, right. ways that massage can benefit you. But here's what's interesting. 37%, the second highest, goes independently to massage therapist office or locations. 
So if you're an independent massage therapist, that's where people are looking and going. Below that is the franchises and chains. Below that is hotels and physical therapists and chiropractors offices and all those things. What does that mean? It means that when you have that mentality, like, well, you know, who's going to come see me or I'm an independent. And again, that kind of lack mentality, understand that you actually have more security and more abundance in ways than the franchises and some of those other places, right? right? People are choosing. This isn't like, oh, they won. They have all the business. And if I go independent, nobody will see me. No, 37% of people that get massage are going to independent practitioners and doing this. And you have the best opportunity to build a relationship. It's harder to build a relationship in a chain environment. It is harder to build it even in a chiropractic office or an office where you don't have full say because you could have abundance mentality and they could have scarcity mentality. Right. So there's nothing you can do. But when you own your own practice, you get to decide the mentality of the company, which might be just right. you, but you get to decide that holistically. Yeah. We'll be right back with more All on the Table. I know a lot of massage therapists, and they would love to start their own practice. But finding a professional treatment room and furnishing it can be expensive and a real headache. Long leases, hidden fees, limited support can make it all seem almost not worth it. But that's where Wellspace comes in. They are a completely different type of room sharing program. Their office is professional, neutral, and every room comes fully furnished. They even have those really nice hydraulic tables that can save your body when treating lots of clients. The entire facility is designed to support self-employed wellness practitioners. The fully ADA building is secure and even offers linen service at no additional charge. Look, if you need a massage room to rent and don't want the headache of leases and high monthly costs, you should check out Wellspace. Memberships start at just $95 a month. Or if you're a brand new practitioner, they have a special at just $45 per month. Take a look and see why so many self-employed practitioners have already made the switch to Wellspace. The best way to understand everything they offer is to visit the facility. You can schedule a walkthrough on their website at wellspacenw.com forward slash walkthrough. That's wellspace, nw.com slash walkthrough. And now back to the show. When you're dealing with abundance versus scarcity, the object is to realize that the universe is bigger than you think, that there's more money out there, there's more clients out there, there's more good out there, there's all kinds of stuff. And when someone else is winning, it does not mean that you are losing. There is always a place for you to succeed and to be a winner and to be those those kinds of things. So that's part of it. Part of it is being in a mindset of gratefulness um, and abundance and in the mindset of giving back to your clients and to the community of massage, not being competitive, but being cooperative with other therapists and being ingrained in that community in a way that is very caring to the community as a whole. And all of that will pay off in the long run. So if you're living in abundance, congratulations. And if you suffer some of these issues with scarcity, which by the way, I do as well at times, I have to catch myself and I have to realize that the universe is bigger than 
you know, the lack that I have at that given moment in my life. And when I change that mentality, it has always worked out for me in the positive. And I believe it will for you as well. So this has been a great episode. Thank you for sharing this topic with me, Suzanne. And uh, thank you for listening out there. This is all on the table. We talk about the business of massage. I'm Vince Williams. I'm Suzanne Reynolds. And we'll see you next week. Aloha. All on the Table is co-hosted by Suzanne Reynolds, co-founder at Pacific Northwest Massage Academy, and Vince Williams, CEO of ClickHive Marketing. The show is produced in-house. All on the Table is sponsored by WellSpace, flexible room rentals for wellness professionals. New episodes are released weekly wherever you find your podcasts.